Just the two of us. Let's take a long walk down memory lane, reminiscing about the day that we met face to face and became good friends. Couldn't stop thinking about you, all the things that we did. We became so much closer than just friends. We had a strong bond. We began to make my heart, you began to make my heart skip a beat or two. It was just the two of us. 
riding on this journey, taking the risk, making these awesome memories, we were feeling one another, having a taste of a good life. No one else has ever made me feel this way. So loved, so safe, at peace. You were the only one to ever steal my heart. Now I know that just the two of us was meant to be together for the long haul. Just the two of us by Amanda Mount. It's quite a bit, it's a long poem, so you can read it yourself. And just like that, we go from just the two of us. As we go from just the two of us to third party influences, because we grow up for about 15, 20, 30 years of our lives where we have been groomed by aunties, friends, family, uncles, whatever it is, um, religious heads. And then suddenly we fall in love with this one person and everybody else becomes third party. We're excited to have this conversation about third party influences in our marriages this morning and we invite you to join the conversation. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, moms and dads. Thank you for tuning in to Farm Life on City 97.3 FM, your weekly family program to uplift consciousness. My name is Letitia Ohenefa and um, the co-founder of Leader Freak International. I'll be sharing the studio this morning with Mr. Michael Mensah, Flourishing Families Facilitator and Convergence Connectedness Campaigner. Mr. Amos Kevinanan, Healthy Homes Advocate, Convener of Creative Couples Conclave, Singles in 3D and Mobilizing Men. And of course, you and you and you. This is an interactive program, so as always, we would love to hear from you. Share your thoughts and your messages, your own experiences and how you're navigating the terrain of the topics that we're talking about to 0549-986-996, 0549-986-996. So we'd like to hear from you about what you think the pros and the cons of third party influences in your marriages are or marriages that you have perhaps observed and what that is doing to you right now. We'd love to hear from you. Before we start the conversation, however, we have a commercial break, so we'll take, we'll listen to that right now. And while we do so, please do call a friend to call a friend to call a friend. And if you have some food on the stove, lower it or switch it off so you can be fully present with us to have this conversation. We'll be right back. City 97.3 Accra it's a good day to meet every challenge. It's a good day to want more out of life. It's a good day to wish for it, work for it, go get it. Familiar taste, a delicious indulgent with a flavor you just can't hide. Refreshing energy, gives so much for so little. For a strong performance, you've come to the right place. Good day energy drink. Why wait a minute to enjoy a good day when every second counts? Good Day Energy Drink keeps you going. Excessive drinking can be detrimental to your health. Not recommended for persons under 18 years, lactating mothers, pregnant women, and people sensitive to caffeine. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. The city is alive on 97.3.
Just remember. Welcome back to Farm Life on City 97.3 FM. The truth of the matter is that there will always be a third party in your marriage. That's fact. Let's face it. You've lived again. I've said I said this in the opening. You've lived for so long before you met the significant other. And ever since then, you haven't been able to take your mind off this person, except there is this inner child, sometimes, oftentimes bruised, who keeps waking up to the blind spot of your partner. There's your ex, there's the sister, there's the brother, there's the mother, this friend who sticks closer than family. The children come in, and for some people, that's third-party influence that has the power to mess up your marriage. So suddenly, marriages have been dissolved as a result of many third parties. What's your own story? Do share that with us on 0549-986-996, 0549-986-996. You can tweet at me at Teshohinefa or Amos underscore Anan. And we will be waiting to share your own responses and experiences with the world. Do join the conversation, shall you? All right. Good morning. Morning. Good morning. How are you? Fine. I'm blessed by grace. Mixed feelings. With this mask, you don't see every, You don't see when people are really happy mixed or feelings. sad or <laughs> you, mixed feelings. Mixed feelings. Yeah. Today yeah. is the third of July. Yes. So it's I the can day my father bid us farewell. Oh, and today also ago. is the day Paul Paul Mantis in law is also being sent home. Oh wow. And then the next day will be Evelyn's birthday. Mm. Oh. So that's the mixed feelings. It's reflection plus celebration. <laughs> it is well. But it is well. I mean always. Yeah. Always. So this morning. God is good. All mm, the time. All the time. And yeah. all the time, God is good. Yeah. So this morning, when we marry, one of the major goals or couple goals is to become one, right? Yeah. Fortunately or unfortunately, we have not, we were all not born, um, we were not born into each other's arms. So the couples were not born into each other's arms. Mm -hmm. They live separately and then they come together and they have to achieve this goal of oneness. In this process, there are so many other people who were there before you came, or he came, or she came, or whoever came. We call third parties. Let's talk about that for a minute. Even the terminology third party. <laughs> I think that uh, oftentimes it's been used negatively or sarcastically. Mm. To, to refer to persons who appear to be courting both attention and affection. That puts strain on the relationship because the two are two parties. You know, so anybody who comes aside of the primary two becomes a third party. And sometimes a third party is not even a person. It could be an activity, mm. an interest, a preoccupation. You know, it could also be even something that brings you uh, sustenance. 
i.e. your work. <laughs> so the third party phenomenon for some is positive, for others is negative. And it all depends on how much strain or support they give you. So it's either a strain or a support. So those who strain you, then you have to remark cynically about them or sarcastically or even condemn them. But those that actually provide you support, you see them as a blessing. Like our in-laws. Some in-laws can be described as a blessing. Others can be a major, major burden for others. Why? Because it is the nature of their contribution or otherwise to your relationship. So if they do things that do not foster harmonious relationship between you and your significant other, you would see them as something that is becoming obstructive or they are interfering or they are becoming a nuisance to you. And once a person interprets you or describes you as such, there's no way they can welcome you mm. in a friendly fashion. But where it is that your contributions are actually becoming productive and making them even more better at achieving their goals or dreams, you're a third party, but it's not in a negative sense. Mm. So, for instance, um, many Christians will quote, a threefold cult is not easily broken because it's not just husband and wife, but there's a third entity, which is the divine presence of God that mm -hmm. supports them. So, in that case, you see God as a third party in the in a marriage, but he's not adversarial to you. In fact, he's the one who is going to glue the two of you together. So this is what my preliminary remarks would be. I don't know what Mickey would say. Yeah, like like you said, it's first the interpretation yeah. of the third party principle. And then it is the influence of that third party. Whether it's positive or it's negative. Because it's, hard, it's it's difficult to put it on an even kill and say it's neutral. Neutral. <laughs> <laughs> um, the interpretation of the influence, mm. and then the degree to which one of the two mm. is drawn to that third party, as perceived by the other spouse. Mm. So maybe you, spouse A, think that the level of interaction with this third party is just cool and normal and okay. But as far as spouse B is concerned, it's above average and it is having a strain, like Bible said, and it's been a burden and a blessing. So the interpretation that one or both spouses give to the influence and to the degree of interaction or attachment also plays a, a role in how it positively or negatively affects state of the union as the case maybe yeah that's what i say i like that mm -hmm. so generally speaking it can be good and it can be bad yes but it all depends on the way you're looking at it mm -hmm. how you're interpreting it and how you're cultivating yeah. that relationship yeah. so as always we like to look at things from the positive perspective for example so let's start with um the couple again because the goal here is to be one yeah how do you leverage on these third parties if they can be good? So how do you leverage on these relationships for good instead of the other way? I think it should go back to the beginning. Mm. During, uh, sometimes the sad reality is that when people are courting, 
they don't bring into full purview the degree to which these third parties play or have played or how significant they are in their lives. So, for instance, in the case of in-laws, there may be somebody from a very close family where they interact very closely, the, everybody's business is everybody's business and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. In such a situation, it's something you need to bring up. If you take the person home occasionally, they would, they would see the perspective. As somebody else who everybody sticks to themselves, they only engage on a few issues. There's also the scenario where maybe it's, it's a double parent or maybe a single parent situation where the parent has put in beyond their pay grade just to see that ch child through school or to get them to a certain level. Or maybe that child had to become the sole beneficiary whilst others were denied so that the family could at least put some, as it were, some, is it, uh, hope or whatever. I mean, place him in a per uh, position that he can also assist others. Mm -hmm. During friendship and courtship, if these things don't come out, the dynamics are not the same then when you get married because as far as the second spouse is concerned, we are going to be one flesh. We are going to be one. So it's us and everybody else is them or someone else. But as far as this couple, A, who has come from this unique environment is concerned, though we are one, so you and I are one, and everything else we do is for them. And they need me because of the role they have played in getting me there. And it's my responsibility to sort others out. So that spouse may not see you as a different person from himself or herself and expect that you come along to meet the expectations of that third party which can be the family in that situation. So to be able to harness the benefits is first to know where each party is coming from and the expectations of all the parties. Secondly, we also spoke about the element of where it's, it can even be previous relationships that have and that didn't end in marriage and then all that. If you have some of those things in that situation, you need to come clean and to be able to let the other party know the degree of friendship or relationship that you have or have had with the person. So that when you start this union together, at least you have all a fair idea of where you are coming from. And then as you work on the One Flesh project, you then define the degree to which together and as individuals, you engage these people with the best intentions. The sad reality is where some families, and I want to limit it in this particular situation to in-laws, where some families, the culture is a controlling culture. So maybe the dad has controlled everybody. So once you are married, he still wants to control you and your wife. Or a mom has been... There are some homes that it's not the father who is controlling, it's the mom. And so she wants her way, she wants things done some way. So all these things then, instead of it having a positive effect on the couple, may begin to have a negative effect. But if during the courtship, these realities have come to light, then it puts them in good stead to be able to manage the issues or the dynamics that come with that unique couple and that unique family or that unique third party they are dealing with. But where there isn't good enough disclosure or awareness pre-marriage so that the person is aware of what he or she is getting to or never had opportunity for geographical or other reasons to interact with the 
third parties for a while to see their persuasions and their inclinations, then sometimes it becomes a challenge getting the benefit from uh, the influences that may come from there. But largely, to be able to benefit positively, the couple, either together or independently, need to have a positive posture towards the third party. If they have a negative posture, like uh, Papa Emma was saying in the beginning, that it, when third parties are often connoted to be negative or evil, then already there is a prejudice. And so one will not look out for the good in the relationship, but only point to the faults or the issues that one finds uh, not appropriate. So I think that one key step to is first the disclosure then the interaction before prima, I mean pre-marriage as much as possible. And the next one is the issue of a posture of trying to glean or interact from the positive perspective. And the third uh, posture should be um, consideration of where each other is coming from and then handling the issues properly so that in the end, the interactions would reflect positively uh, both ways. Yeah, that's what I say. Well, I would say that first and foremost, uh, there will be the need to identify who or what the third party is. Because for you to make a determination of whether or not they are positive or negative, you first have to identify them. You need to define them. Because it's been said that what you cannot describe, it will be difficult to really, really delve into, let alone make some interventions that will cure it. So define them. Is it that they are a relative of your spouse? Is it that they are an old school mate of your spouse? Are they an ex? Is it your children? Because sometimes children can be seen as third parties. Yeah. If they don't conduct themselves well. One parent will see the children as now hostile to him or her. And once they interpret it that way, you become a third party between they and their cozy spouse. So sometimes... Especially if it is um, a child from a previous a relationship. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that bringing the blended family uh, system. You know, because sometimes you would hear people say, I wish I, I didn't have a child. I wish I didn't have a child. Why? Because the management of the child has posed a problem for a previously coherent relationship that they had. So they actually, instead of actually looking at what really had brought the problem, they would rather use the child as the basis of the problem, where sometimes the child is not even um, contributing adversely to the thing. It's just that they haven't been able to manage the trilogy of the relationship now, because it's, it's moved from um, you and him or her to now you, him, and the child. And that can pose a lot of difficulty for people when they don't adjust. Now, once you have identified them, you then have to hold a conversation with your spouse and make a determination of whether or not they fit into your space at all. Because if third parties don't play a contributory role which is beneficial to your relationship towards enhancing it, then they are going to distract it. You see, so there will be the need for the 
persons who are in the relationship to make a determination of how and where these persons fit and if they fit at all. If they don't fit, we should be able to detach. Where it becomes impractical for one to see reason in detaching, then the issue of commitment comes in. To whom are you committed? Is it to the third party or to me? Because we are in the relationship. They are just coming to be of help to us. They are not supposed to come and hurt us. Mm. And so that, that, that's something you have to look. And then you ask yourself, what specific role are they playing when they come into our space? So, for instance, some are helping with, say, child care. You are all busy at work. And then this third party is the one who order on Uber and go and pick the child from school. What's the job description? You've got to define that. Mm. You see, sometimes the couple don't discuss this. And so when the persons are overstepping their bounds, either we don't realize it or we are just disempowered to take action because you've given them too much free range. And so they think that they can go to all kinds of places and do all sorts of things, even without recourse to you. So there will be the need for these simple, simple things to be put in place. Then you would be able to regulate their contribution to ensure that you make the most out of it. Because if you are not going to make the most out of it, then it's not worth it. It doesn't matter who the third party is. Yeah, so it can be from mild activities to very extreme contributions. Mm. And whatever it is, you have to make a determination. And then make sure that you have the necessary protocols or restrictions or guidelines to regulate their input so that they don't come and always pitch you against Your third parties can potentially pitch you against each other, especially if they take instructions from madame. And then Bosu one also says something. So Bosu Bako comes and he also gives. <laughs> and they say, ah, but I spoke with madame. And most of this one has to do with drivers. Mm. <laughs> Madame says, I should do this. And then Bosu too says, do that. And then you, husband and wife, you haven't actually communicated between yourselves. So the third party now is going to cause you to be <laughs> colliding at <laughs> each other. So there's a need for us every time we, we set in place a certain protocol that when I issue an instruction... I make sure that you are aware of my instruction. So oftentimes what you will do is to affirm it. That's mm. all. But where it is that I leave you in the dark and then issue instructions, especially when in respect of drivers and picking children, you take the child, take her to grandma, mm. grandma Elizabeth. Then there's grandma Mercy too there. Grandma Mercy says, bring the child to me. Meanwhile, we have agreed that the child is going to grandma Elizabeth. Mm. Because after work, we are all going to Grandma Elizabeth, not Grandma Mercy. Mm -hmm. Only for Grandma Mercy to instruct the driver, without the driver coming back to you as a couple, that Grandma Mercy says, I should bring the children to her. Mm -hmm. No. Once you do that, you notice that there will be conflict, not just between you and the driver, but between you and Grandma Mercy. So there must be some kind of a layout plan in terms of what communication loop are we using. When my wife issues instruction, 
she does it on her behalf. So you don't have to come to me. That's another protocol. But some, it is that when the husband issues instruction, you have to check it with the wife too. That's also another protocol. And both of them are, are effective as long as that is what you as a couple have agreed, agreed upon. And for me, the whole thing of together we can achieve more is important. Because if the couple don't have that mindset, they would have this, I'm good alone. And once I'm good alone begins to fight, we are better together. No matter what, third parties will exploit the situation. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Farm Life on CT 97.3 FM, this morning we're looking at the concept of third parties in our marriages. So we all basically come into as a marital space and decide that in this construct, our major goal is to be one, or at least that's what our religions have asked us to do. So we need to cultivate this oneness. Nevertheless, in the cultivation of this oneness process, there are people, we belong to different families. We belong to, um, if you will, school groups. We belong to friends, church groupings, all of this. Um, there may be some people, things that we are already committed to before we commit to each other. And then suddenly all these people become third parties because as a couple, you need to work towards oneness. So what does it even mean to be a third party? In a marriage, is a person or anything, as um, Amos had alluded to earlier, it could be anything. It, lately, it's the phone. <laughs> yeah. That's social media, Devices. unfortunately. So it could be anything that infringes on the relationship of the married couple or prospective married parties. That's what a third party is. We want to see the par third parties as both blessings and possibly a restraint. And you need to understand both in order to know what kind of boundaries to put together or around them in order for you to have a seamless relationship. So this is the conversation we're having this morning. And we're looking at how can you, the couple leverage on these third parties for the sake of the marriage. And the conversation has been that you can identify who these third parties in your relationships are. They're, they're all at different levels and they can all play different roles. So who are they? What are their own strengths and weaknesses? What are perhaps their perceived biases towards your marriage or your relationship? So towards you yourself and towards your spouse. What are these perceived biases and how is it likely to play within your marital home? What do you do about it as a couple? How are you going to manage these things? How transparent can you be? in order to disclose all these possible um, influences, if you will, negative or otherwise, so that you can begin to find solutions towards them. This is where we are with the conversation. We would love to hear from you. As always, this is an interactive program. We, it, it, we can't have it without you. So send us your messages to 0549-986-996, 0549-986-996. The number again is 0549-986-996. Do send us your messages. Let us hear from you and um, share your messages with the world as well. You can tweet at me at Tishohini or tweet at Amos at um, Kevin Anan. So here we are with a conversation. I have a question. Michael, when you were speaking, mm -hmm. you talked about the fact that there are homes 
when the mothers and fathers are controlling yeah. or could be controlling and want their way even after their child is married. Yeah. These, I think, become like the main oppositions or third-party forces in relationships where um, the couples struggle, mm. especially if they have an affiliation or they feel a sense of commitment as you made the... Um, you, you gave the example of somebody who was... The, the whole family decided that we're going to invest heavily in you so that you can become, if you will, the family's investment. Mm. Then somebody else comes in and says, but we're one. So if you're even sending money out, let me know. Or we should actually discuss it. Mm. Then it becomes problematic. So I like the example about Grandma Messi also instructing and saying, bring the children to me. When perhaps she hasn't checked in with yeah. couple A or B, how do how can couples manage this? Because I think it's a bone of contention in most relationships. Yeah, so um, like we said, communication is key and disclosure is key. So having let the other party know where you are coming from and what the issues are, particularly in this regard, the relation to maybe in-laws, parents-in-law. And the next thing is to without being condemning or bringing one person down, letting your spouse into the general demeanor or posturing of the, the that individual's family. So if the person, but she always, like we keep saying here, it comes back to the element of awareness. There's somebody who is coming from a controlling family and it's not even aware it's a, his, his, his or her parents are controlling. So such a person would just see that, oh, uh, daddy and mommy love me. And so they may not be able to disclose to you. That's why we say that if it's possible to physically engage family members before you, the, the significant that I helps, you go to the house, you watch how the siblings talk to each other, mm -hmm. you watch how the parents interact with, uh, even how they receive you. It's uh, or burnt now, they know straight away that there is a traditional uh, <laughs> home. So when you are summoned as in law, you, you don't you don't dare say, Papa, I mean to remember, no, I'll come tomorrow. So these are cues that you need to develop. The advantage if the person knows himself or herself and her family how the issues play out, then it's helpful when they bring it in. Now, when that situation is established, you know or you don't know, the next thing is the element of respect. You need to res each respect where the other person is coming from. Because whatever that situation is, those people mean something to the, your spouse. Mm. So to deride them or disrespect them or try to ostracize them or see them as outlaws rather than in-laws, straight away creates a, 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 a tension between the two of you. And if you are on opposite sides, of the coin instead of being on the same side then right from the start it will be difficult now to be on one side to engage the two families that is yours and his or his so respect is key for the families of your spouse no matter what the issues may be the next thing is the recognition recognition of the role the family has played till you came in because the person was not born on the street and raised by himself or herself. They're born into a home and they're raised either directly by the parents or sometimes by other family members, an auntie, an uncle, or by a grandma. 
as the case may be. Some people may come from a situation where the parents died early and so they were raised by an auntie. I mean, so these are all things I will speak about the disclosure. These are things that the other person should know. So now you must recognize the role these people have played in the life of your, your significant other, your spouse. And then the third one is now with this information, how the family reflects, how the family looks at stuff, respecting them, recognizing their role. Then the next posture is the realignment, mm. where both of you try within your space and your resources to, as it were, relate to them appropriately. And appropriateness will vary from family to family, from spouse to spouse. So maybe one spouse, there's even nobody. They are the only child, or they, they are just two siblings. They've all grown up and finished school. Maybe the other one, he's the first child. There are three other younger siblings who need help because parents cannot support them to educate. So the recognition is key. The respect is key. Then the third one is the realignment. So mm -hmm. the realignment is that it's not going to be a 50-50. If where I'm coming from, I don't need to support anybody. Where you are coming from, you need to support everybody. I should not say that because I don't need to support anyone from my family. Then, no, we'll support only 10%. In that case, you're not recognizing the realities of where your spouse is coming from. And if the two of you have become one, then you need to be appreciative of that reality and then discuss it. And that challenge is... Michael, yes. the, the, mm. don't lose your thought. I like that. But you and I, and we've all received lots of messages mm. on this console where people say that, yes, we do recognize it, mm. but we haven't formed yet. Mm. So there's a lot of pressure mm. coming from the in-laws mm. where I'm happy to give, mm. but Yankasayebre, mm. <laughs> we're struggling. And everything that comes, you keep sending out based on these circumstances that you've described. Yes. So then how does the couple grow mm. and still support this family? Because then it becomes a problem for yeah. them. And we've received too many messages yes. in that so regard. It's, like I said, that thing happens because first there wasn't a pre. So the reality only dawns in the midst of the reality. I mean, after they are married. Because where these things are, brought to the fore before the marriage, you are able to discuss it to a certain fair degree before you start the union. But oftentimes, it's kind of hidden or not disclosed appropriately, only for it to enter the reality stage and then it starts coming up. And you see, the oneness or the one flesh project has different aspects. There's a finance bit, there's a social bit, there's the intimacy bit, there's the professional bit, there's the spiritual bit, and all those other dimensions. So, even in communicating how they are going to be one, sometimes some areas are left on the undiscussed. How are we going to manage their finances? Do we all have a joint account or do we have our own account and contribute to something? When all these things are not discussed properly, then the issue starts. Because if the guy is not earning much, yet he has such a great responsibility. Like I said, one, when there's respect, two, there's recognition. Then the third thing is the realignment. You sit down and discuss the reality. This is where we are. We have to also forge forward as a couple. We have to make and take our sides, prepare for our children that are going to come in and all that. So how do we manage it? You weigh your future versus the role that that spouse is supposed to play and try and draw a balance. 
sometimes it's difficult because, like we are saying, the degree of attachment is far more than you were made to realize or be aware of. And then there's a conflict. When there's a conflict at this early stage and you can't resolve it as a couple, then you need to bring in a third party. So I said, not a third, third party. party. <laughs> but this third party cannot or should not be from any of the two sides. It can be a counselor. It can be a, a mentor. It can be anybody who is close to the family or somebody who both of you are inclined to listen to. Because if it's not resolved early, then the project of oneness in the union with regards to financial issues will be disoriented. And it means that communication would also be truncated because it means it's like there are some areas that we can't discuss, but then we can discuss some areas. And so your, 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 your union will not be complete in all its ramifications. So I think that largely clear understanding of what the issues are the level of responsibility and each party being willing because you see a, a key element is an element of consideration so he has to do it because if he does not do it there's no one to do it you guys do need to blend and work towards your future so there must be a compromise you know but like we sometimes say it's only when you choose to be empathetic that you can grasp fully the degree of what the issues are. But if you are coming from your posture and want to stay on your posture and say, after all, everybody's supposed to be responsible for themselves. Your siblings should find a way of paying for their fees. Your parents is their responsibility. They should go and see where they'll get the money to pay for their fees. Then you are not being empathetic. You are being legalistic. But where the two of you sit down and then you look at the issues, then you can agree that, okay, can we do this percentage of your income towards them whilst you put this other one in and I put this thing in. Because you see, life in itself, like I said, it's a long haul. You'll be surprised that tomorrow when the kids start coming in, these family members you don't want to help, they're the ones who you'll be calling on to pick them from school and take them care of your children. When, when. So it's not just what you are seeing the here and now. Consideration in life in itself is a good principle. I, I think we shared, Papa Emma shared a story here where they said, let's get ma, oh, let's get visit ma. And, uh, and then the guy was saying, oh, let's buy this. The guy tells the lady, oh, ma is not well, let's go and visit her. Then the guy is saying, oh, let's buy these items and give ma this amount of money. Then the lady says, oh, no, it's too much. Let's give ma this amount and give her these things. Now, as they start driving, because both in-laws, mother-in-laws, because their dads had passed, live, I think, in the same, like, in the same area, kind of. So if it's in Accra, they are in portions of Accra. So as they start heading, and then they start branching off to a certain route then the wife is ah where are we going i thought we were going are we where are we going he said we're going to ma's house that's what the husband says and said ah which ma he said your mom but your mom is my mom they said ah why didn't you tell me then these things you are taking is too small for ma so that is what you are saying <laughs> you see she's not being empathetic because she thinks that her mom deserves more but your mom deserves less mm. so that lack of respect and recognition alone then creates a distortion so Consideration is key in the one flesh budget within your space. Mm. So always you must be minded by your space because your space will be different from somebody else's space. And then the due consideration then will help. So show respect, recognize the role these in-laws have to play and then realign appropriately and fairly so that at the end of the day, you can thrive and they too will not feel betrayed or 
as it were, left to hang. And it also means that the person has to also manage their expectations. That look, I can't, that's why the conversations and the considerations are important. That look, I'm also starting a new life. I also have responsibilities. So I can't maybe do a, a 50% or I can do this. And then gradually we see how we can manage it. Maybe instead of paying the fees all at once, I'll stagger the payment so that I can also have something with my family. You get me? So it's a way to go around it where you manage expectations, but why the one who has to draw more money expectations of the family as well. So at the end of the day, there's no distortion. But if you don't do it in the long run, you realize that you let's say you marry a person but you marry into a family. And those issues will come up. And instead of it rather being an a positive situation of the interaction, that becomes distorted right from the start and hostilities may come in. We do unfortunately have a situation, especially in our parts of the world, where some families decide that um, their responsibility is yours. Mm. So how do you deal with that? Because you're, we have situations also where people just decide that, okay, I'm hungry, I'll call this person. School fees, I'll call that person. Hospital, I'll call this person. So every burden is on this one human being. And um, the the spouse, and they don't realize that the 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 couple is working together yeah. towards something mm. as well. So I think in our parts of the world, unfortunately, there's this situation where people are, for lack of a better word, not being responsible as well. Mm. Yes, and it really does too. affect the couples. Yes. In the in the in the olden days, they call it wafawoho. Mm. Mm. <laughs> you know, exactly. They'll see me a song, wafawoho. Yes. <laughs> Because you know that actually it's all part of the, the getting to know the discussion. Yeah, because you talked about the context. Yes, the context. Yeah. Because there are some the metrical systems. Yeah. They were or whole yeah. system. It's a strong thing. Yeah. That the person feels more Obliged bound to that thing to his and of, yes, than to, than to his, his own children. So these are all things that we say that we shouldn't we often take things for granted. And sometimes the person doesn't even realize that his posture or is wrong mm. in, in appreciating yeah. his his because they say his his what I say is his children his yeah. blood. Yeah. His children are somebody else's blood. So <laughs> I was coming to that. Yeah, please carry on. You know, I often say that <laughs> mindsets mold manners. Mm. So if you look at a person's behavior and you want to respond to the behavior, you get it wrong. Mm. Because the behavior is actually the fruits of a seed and the seed is the mindset. This is where you, you talked about com communication and disclosures. Mm. Then you raise the issue of cues within the context. Mm. Now, the cues would be the manners, yeah. the behavioral pattern yeah. that you see. Yeah. So once you pick that cue, you now have to engage to understand the cue you are looking at yeah. so that your interpretation is accurate. Yeah, that's true. Because sometimes the interpretation of what you see which you may have seen elsewhere, may not have the same outlier. Yeah. And it's important that you get the right thing. Yeah. Now, the issue of people having this big mindset called blood is thicker than water. Mm -hmm. It's a mindset. Mm. Now, so if I'm operating on an orientation that says blood is thicker than water, irrespective of the fact that I have made a commitment to be one flesh with you, yeah. My real alignment to you will not be deep. Yeah. It will be superficial. Yeah. 
But the debt of my loyalty will be to the bloodline. Yeah, that's true. So, but in this case, if your bloodline again, I'm just thinking through yeah. um, messages that we get, and we're going to read your messages yeah. shortly. So, if you haven't sent yours already, send them to zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six. Some of those, uh, for example, your blood, your children are your blood. Yes. So yeah. they become blood. Now, that spouse which you're calling not blood is likely to have contributed a lot to whatever it is that you have. The children share your, 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 your characteristics. So you, the two of you have pro- produced what in a Greek they call a, a, what? a, a hybrid. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So they are a hybrid version of both of you. Mm. And oftentimes they look for high yielding, disease resistant and what have you. So if you look at the hybrids, they tend to look better than even the primary sources of production. Mm. Now, what people sometimes fail to do is to appreciate that, yes, I cannot abandon my relatives, but I'm supposed to leave. That means a gradual detachment of certain responsibilities. But also, like what you raise, it Mm. comes with the blessing of being the most productive person in the family. So you almost become like the hope mm. of everybody. What they don't realize is that all the requests being directed to you also then begins to put a strain yeah. on your primary responsibility. So you sacrifice a primary commitment for a secondary or sometimes even a tertiary interest yeah. just to look good and to make the family have peace with you. Yeah. So we need to continue this kind of conversations and education in this line so that people don't feel that they have to abandon family. Because I've also heard stories of people, once they got married, they say it's just between the two of us and our family. They only appreciate the input of others when they are in crisis. Because then they say, "You you don't work alone. No man is an island. And they give you all those kinds of (laughs) proverbs. Why? Because they realize that they are in difficulty. And in that state, for instance, both you and your husband are now in a a rut of work that makes it impractical to be able to take your children to school. Then all of a sudden you realize that the neighbor next door, whom you've always seen as a nuisance nuisance to you, becomes your best buffer. Now, how do you now get out of this, your comfort zone or ego-centric posture Mm -hmm. and come low to be able to connect with them and say, bro, sis, I need your help. Mm -hmm. This is my shadow. It has changed. And because your child and my children are on the same route, would you be kind enough to alight them? I'll make an alternative arrangement to pick them. Oftentimes, because of the way we have treated these people, yeah. we can go back to yeah. them. That's true. And so, if people know I'm going to benefit from you tomorrow, they are careful how they treat you. Yeah. Yeah. But if they have the assumption that, oh, I will never need this fellow, I mean, and the status with that better man, you know, you know, I will never need your help or assistance, they just shrug you off. Yeah. So, I think that we all need to realign our mindsets with respect to what we call a third party so that we'll be able to make a clear determination 
is this person's presence going to be inimical or is it going to be helpful for our relationship? Once you make that determination, I'm very, very confident that we'll make a lot of progress. I mean, sometimes some people even say this relationship predates our relationship or marriage. I knew this person in primary school. I knew them before you. So the person they knew before you now becomes a person they are more committed to, more loyal to, near conf confident. Mm. They have deep conversations with them. And then you want the attention you can't get. And then they, they divert everything to these fellows. They may not necessarily be people they are flirting with. But yeah. they are talking too much with this person. Yeah. And talking less with you. Yeah. You've done everything, and it can be very they frustrating. They may not be flirting, but yeah. you're growing it. Because yeah, what they are, you feed they're, they're becoming cozy. They're becoming cozy. Yeah, because you're feeding <laughs> yeah. that relationship. You know, and, and when you, f you do that, it, it begins to hurt your relationship. It's like those who get so engrossed with their phones. Yeah. To the extent that now you want to have an eye contact with them, they can't. Okay, yeah. Meanwhile, they are on a video chat to somebody because the person wants to see their face. Yeah. <laughs> And we hear all kinds of stories of people taking their spouse's phone from yeah, them and throwing it away. Putting in water. One that somebody <laughs> shared at a meeting at a, at a hotel. And she says, I took the phone mm. and put it in my closet in the office wow. for two weeks. Loved wow. it. And, I, and the husband was a pastor. He was sitting there. The, the whole group, everybody was watching, you know. His response. But he accepted that indeed the wife taught him something that he could live without a phone mm. for two weeks. Mm. And because they were fighting <laughs> most of the time, when he couldn't find the phone, he didn't have the courage to ask his wife. Because the phone has been the sore point of the relationship. Yeah. <laughs> so like you said, devices. Yeah. Devices. And even our work. Yeah. You know, somebody can even threaten you. Look, you are giving all your energy to work. Mm. But when we grow, it will be the two of yeah. us. Yeah. And it's it's kind of, take note. Yeah. And, and when I look what, at what aging... Goes, what goes around comes around. Comes around. around. Yeah. And you see, as it was in the beginning, so shall it be. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. When I look at aging yeah. couples, yeah. their children, this one has gone to school. Mm -hmm. This one has got a new job. This one has mm -hmm. gone abroad. Yeah. And it's just the two of them. The, the emptiness, it surely comes. Exactly. And when it comes that way, then you begin to realize, oh... We've been chasing all these other yeah. so-called yeah. relationships yeah. and now we realize that this one is indeed the significant one. Yeah. And it's one of the things I think that COVID mm. brought. Yeah. But it appears that many still have not learned it. Mm. I think it was or have because resisted of it. the circumstances. It was people were we defaulted in, more into in it. panic and fear mood mm. than they were in awareness as in this is an what, opportunity, what benefits, this is the benefit yeah. I can... Um, again, I'm a business You know, person, it, it's, sad, it's sad. It's <laughs> sad. I think that we all need to, like yeah. you always talk about, we've got to be in awareness. Yeah. That, look, no matter what it is, when push comes to shove, this, pe this person who is in my life now provides you a rare guard that nobody else can provide. Yeah. And they also mean well. Sometimes the things they do may hurt you. Yeah. It may be very offensive. Yeah. But you should be able to create a large heart to say, no, I have a commitment to this person and therefore I will trust their judgment. Because sometimes the parties don't actually trust each other's judgment. Yeah. So they assume that you mean harm when yeah. you really mean well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and other times too, 
they are, they are filled with a lot of ill motives. So they can't even show goodwill to you. Yeah. Meanwhile, you are supposed to be the significant one. So each of us need to look within mm -hmm. us. And Dr. Hobson will often say, the intrapersonal yeah. disputes, mm. the conflicting situations. Yeah. And sometimes the negative talks within you. You begin to rehash that and it becomes your refrain that the other party hears. And so then it begins to torment your interpersonal coherence. Yeah. Because you yourself, inside, there's no congruence. Mm. Mike liked to yeah. use that word, mm. congruence mm. or convergence. Mm. You are not converging yeah. all your parts. Yeah. He talked about body, spirit, soul, mind. So when we say oneness, it doesn't happen automatically. Yeah. It happens when effort is put to it. Yeah. And work is effort against resistance. There will be resistance. Yeah, absolutely. But you've got to make a determination. I will work. Yeah. On that note, you're listening to Farm Life on City 97.3 FM and we're discussing third-party influences in our marriages. What are the pluses? What are the minuses? How can the couple um, leverage on these relationships for the growth of the union as opposed to, um, if you will, the death of the union? You may join the conversation by sending your messages to 0549-986-996, We'll open the phone line shortly as well so we can hear from you. So let's read some of your messages. Good morning, Farm Life. I have been married for four years now with two children. We live separately because of work. I am responsible for all bills. My wife hardly talks about her money and believes her money is hers. Her phone is a no-go area. <laughs> I once found out she exchanges flirtatious mes messages with other men. I demanded she unlock it and she does for and she does for a couple of weeks. Recently, I find out she has contracted a loan, quite a huge amount without telling me. I confronted her and she's not ready to talk about it. I need help because there is a lot running through my mind. Mm. You're writing to us from Tichiman, and um, we will take a look at that. So who will answer that? Okay. okay. Farm <laughs> <laughs> um, Life says, this mm. says, Farm Life, what do you say about this? Is the continual interaction of a spouse with his or her ex in the marriage healthy for the marriage, irrespective of whether... They were aware of one having an ex previously or not. Is it a healthy thing to allow? Look at the realities of sparking the old firewood. Momo. <laughs> should an ex should an ex be permitted to keep interacting with a spouse in the marriage? Could be from Accra. I think um, Papa Miki, you take that. Hello, Farm Life team. You're really God's blessings onto contemporary marriages and family. We appreciate. Thank you. In fact, just as other topics, today's mold, today's molding me and making me conscious of the third parties. I'm intentionally and unintentionally allowing in into our two and a half year marriage. I wish to say happy birthday to my sales manager, Madam Baba Eskin of Star Life Achimota Branch. Keep the good work to save marriages and families. Amakose Richard Mataheko. Thank you. Good day, Farm Life. Please, 
How long should in-laws stay in a visit mm. of a married home? Uh, um, yeah, Papa yeah. Mickey, I think you take that again. Nene Poplampo from Dakoman. Hello, Farm Life. My wife has this very close male friend that they could be on phone for about three hours a day. My wife, okay, is not your girlfriend. At different times. We have been married for close to six years. My wife works out of Accra and it is really hurting me. When I raise the topic, I'm seen as being too jealous and not wanting her to be happy. I have decided not to talk about it again and she tells me I don't trust her. My problem too is that the phone calls are how we keep in touch. So if she's sharing that with another man, don't I have a cause to, be, to complain? from Paul. So Papa Amos, you take that. Good morning. I'm listening from Botswana. Thank you. I love your show. You have briefly alluded to black tax and I recently started working and that's something that I'm currently facing and I'm in a relationship with someone whose family doesn't have expectations as mine. We do intend on getting married one day but my question is how do we or I address this issue of my family constantly having financial demands, regardless of whether I have already helped or not. From Benjamin, this is a good one that we will all chip in. So I think we may have to one day discuss the whole issue of the black tax. Yeah. Mm, as a as a as a major theme for conversation. Mm. Well, I'll start off with the lady who is becoming Actually, cozy. before we start, okay. All right. um, I think we have a commercial break, so oh, perhaps right. okay. we should take it so we're not interrupted okay. yeah. when we start answering the questions and open the phone lines as well. So we're talking about third-party family, uh, third parties' influences in our families and would love you to join the conversation on 0549-986-996. When we return, you can call us on 302 Zero three zero two 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 six zero one three zero three zero two 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 four nine five nine or zero three zero two 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 six one seven one. I'll repeat those numbers again when we return, but do stay tuned and join the conversation. You may also give us your perspectives on these messages that we have received. We'll love to hear from you. So we're looking forward to it and we will be right back. Please do stay. City 97.3 Accra It's a good day to meet every challenge. It's a good day to want more out of life. It's a good day to wish for it, work for it, go get it. Familiar taste, a delicious indulgent with a flavor you just can't hide. Refreshing energy, gives so much for so little. For a strong performance, you've come to the right place. Good day energy drink. Why wait a minute to enjoy a good day when every second counts? Good day energy drink keeps you going. Excessive drinking can be detrimental to your health. Not recommended for persons under 18 years, lactating mothers, pregnant women, and people sensitive to caffeine. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. City 97.3 More Variety Jesus on the ground 
Welcome back to Farm Life on City 97.3 FM. This morning we're talking about third party influences in our marriages. And for us, a third party is anyone who is um, a person, anything at all, which has the potential to um, infringe on the relationship of that marital union. But what we also recognize is that third parties can be leveraged for good not necessarily evil all the time. So there are those situations and then there are also the brighter side. And you can still, once you're able to have an open, transparent conversation, you can find that even the ones that once you perceive as negative can actually, in the end, be positive for the union. This is a conversation we're having. would love you to join the conversation, share your own experiences, um, contribute to the questions that our listeners are asking, and we will be happy to share them. Where do we start? Yeah. Edmund, I think All right. Understand. Okay. Well, so I was, I was going to respond to the one that says that they're married for six years now. The wife appears to be getting cozy with another man to the extent that they can talk for three hours on the phone. To talk with somebody for three hours, if it's not business and it's so personal, mm. it's difficult to keep it innocent. Yeah. Mm. It's difficult to keep it innocent. So um, the gentleman must not become antagonistic. That's why she's interpreting that you are jealous. You are not jealous. You are caring. You are being protective. You are trying to consolidate your gains. So there's a need for you, uh, Brother Paul, to find a very relaxing moment without an interrogation to have a chat with your wife. Let her appreciate that these are the things that you have as concerns. Because when a spouse has concerns, the concerns ought to be registered yeah. in the minds of the other so that they try to understand where you are coming from not as a hostile entity to their space, because you are not an alien. You are part of her. Now, there's a bit about her phone is a no-go area. I don't know the nature of her work, whether she's a security agent or uh, something that has high ethical considerations, and therefore information that comes on your phone is not to be disclosed to third parties. If it is that case, then you may have to understand she must also be helped to understand that having that high ethical state requires of you to also not destroy trust. Because mm. once you violate trust, which has been, you know, extended to you or reposed in you, you run the risk of destroying the relationship, however hard you work at it. Now, the other one has to do with the money issue, where... He says that he's bearing the brunt of pay all the bills and everything. And the wife's money is a no-go area. Um, it's unfortunate when you have these kinds of situations. Because the yeah. reality is that a single stream of income is not able to sustain today's family. And so we've got to be better at it together. Yeah. It does not mean that you are reneging on your responsibilities. It's that the reality will mean that you work together. So... It's also a mindset issue where somebody comes what to the relationship and say, What is yours? Your, your, is your, mine. <laughs> your money is, is our my, money. It's my, my money. It's my money. <laughs> you know, when somebody comes and has this mindset Mickey is talking about, <laughs> My money is my money. You, you, your money is our money. 
they would <laughs> yeah, also have those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Sometimes too, some of them don't have that mindset because of how they were brought. Some of them have seen some experiences exactly. and have heard some things that. Mm. that some women, I mean, I've heard a lot of stories of older women who actually went all out and expended all they have mm. on family and all that, only to discover that the husband was taking care of of her CBO baby. Mm. Or he was having some side chicken. Mm. He's spending mm. awful lot on the, on the girl. Now, when these women discover this, they are in shock. Mm. So what they end up doing is that they recycle their pain in the next generation of women. Mm. So they will say, Madame Hoso. So some of it is because Wadane Hoso, it's a way of securitizing their own future. So there's a need to have a conversation because when you have a conversation, you will appreciate where she's coming from. So you take her from the known now to the unknown. Mm -hmm. What is the unknown? The unknown is that we let's share our finances yeah. together. What is more of, of a sacred thing than your body? Yeah. Money can't be higher than your body. You know, so there's a need for the, the two men in question to have conversations with their wife. Not to go and fight them. Not to go and be hostile. Create a congenial environment. Have a conversation. Deep, deep. I mean, the woman may be outsourcing because there's a lack. And interestingly, you're working at different ends. So it means that you must find creative ways of connecting. And when you are, when you are on holiday, what do you do with yeah. the holidays? Mm. Weekends that you're not working, what do you do? Is there no possibility of you rushing there over a weekend and being in her company? Yeah. She needs companionship. She's not getting, or maybe you're giving, but you're not giving in the way she expects. You know, so the expectations undisclosed can be a problem. Yeah. And, and you've got to deal with that. So these are my comments on it. I think Mickey has the in-law. and uh, So Kobe was asking that how long should an in-law stay in your home? <laughs> It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> if you give him four months, you see. This is your question. It's a trick question. You know, the thing about relationships and these things is that there are no fixed uh, and hard and fast rules. Yeah. You get me? Yeah. There, there's a preferred, yeah. but there are the contextual issues. Mm. Sometimes the, some in-laws have some challenges. I know some couple whose in-laws house got bent. Suddenly mm. they didn't have anywhere to live. So suddenly you are trapped with something you didn't have planned for. And they also didn't have enough resources to rent a place for them. Mm. And that could end lost. So a lot of things going. The first thing is that how do they comport themselves as they've come to stay? Mm. Are they in your face? Are they trying to control the relationship? Yeah. Secondly, what is the reason for their visit? Yeah. Is it just to come and see how you guys are doing? Or there's some pending issue? They're coming for maybe some treatment. Maybe they, are, they live out of outside. This particular one said he came to visit. Came to visit. Uh -huh. yeah. So what's the essence of the visit? Just to come and check on you guys. Is, is there trouble brewing from where they're coming from? Is there, sometimes even the, their parents are having issues. And so one leaves to come in. Need a space. Uh, uh, yes, needs a space to come in. And rest her mind or his mind. There. So try and investigate and if not directly to your spouse, because oftentimes that's the issue. When it comes to this issue of uh, finding out what the issues are and then relay information, it's always best for the one who is the, who is the, uh, the, the child of the yeah. parents to, to do those things, unless in the exceptional cases where sometimes some laws are so free and open that the, the in-law the, yes, the in can do it. So a visit is a visit. If it's one week, they should have made known their intention. But if they are staying beyond their welcome, 
then the other party who is concerned because sometimes they ask for the the son or daughter they don't feel anything because they are their parents so they are okay to have them around yeah. but the other party who feels that their stay is too long needs to politely and like we spoke about respect and recognition let's find out from the spouse how long the parent or in law will be staying so what, and what then, do you do when one one party wants us to stay longer uh, the other says watch out that is the issue and sometimes it does happen it comes back to this issue of the mindset that you're talking about he sees that ah, if my mom has come and say if you want to live here for a year what's your problem and you are saying i tell you the guy says you're just coming for one week she's been here for three months <laughs> and what's more not just the being there for three months or maybe her presence or his presence is SNA maybe because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. there are some people who when they are in your space too they don't keep quiet they are you come and she's t- insisting on this is a food my my son should eat you are you are not a good cook and you've come and she's cooked that, and you don't that, like that, her food say, have you read Mal- <laughs> Malachi <laughs> <laughs> have you read Malachi for you know? <laughs> so this in-law thing is a very tricky thing there are those who are in your house yet it's as if they are not present yeah. there are those who are in your house for just two days and as if they've been there for a year because they are in your face, they are trying to control everything. So, it's it's, it's a complicated it's a complicated issue. Once one party is not comfortable, they must express it in a good mood. Like Vaimo said, look for the right time and don't let it come out antagonistically. Because once the person is for, of that blood, they will feel offended yeah. and misinterpret why you are asking the, why the person is overstaying. So do it in a very calm, uh, respectful manner, and have reasons why you think that their presence. It's not something you can handle. Maybe you like your privacy and you think that just not that she's doing or he's doing anything wrong, but you think that you've just been in your space for too long. Bring it out. If there are other concerns that is necessitating their prolonged stay, weigh it uh, dispassionately. And where there's a solution you can find, like I'm saying, maybe, maybe she's upset with her husband and she's trying to cool off at your place. If there are other siblings, then you can do a rotation. Who do you You get me? So. There's no straight and direct answer to such a thing. The preferred is to have your space and they have your space. But where the in-law relationships are good, she can, she becomes like your mom too. Right? Yeah. That's what I know. So it's like, oh, my mom has come and she's not getting to her space. So you're okay. And sometimes even you discover soon that, like we spoke about children, mm-hmm. maybe now when you all go to work, your shadows change. The, the children have to come home after school. The, now she rather who didn't, he didn't realize was going to be helpful, it's not the one who is at home to yeah. receive them. So yeah. sometimes don't just look at just your convenience. I'm trying to bring a, a, a dimension. Yeah. Be concerned. Look at all the issues and then make a more informed decision. Because sometimes mm. for our personal interest, want, freedom and stuff, we say no, it's no. Mm. Only to realize that maybe it was a God sent solution. But you don't know that in the next two weeks they are going to change your schedule or they're going to really ask you to go for a three week. Uh, mm-hmm. something outside town and your husband's shadow is that he can't be home now your children where would they be when they mm-hmm. close from school so maybe now you realize that when you say oh, I want to go you say oh, mama because now you realize that you have to go on a three month course out and there's nobody to take over so what I'm saying I'm not giving a straight answer because there isn't one and the dynamics are different but weigh all the issues and if one person feels the person has overstayed they need to bring it out and the other party whose parent it is also needs to hear them out and don't misinterpret their expression as act of uh, what, not liking or appreciating their family members. And then find the right action and solution to bring peace in the home. That's what I you said. Know, there's an account statement that says, mm. warmth mm. is received or generated amongst people. Mm. And like you rightly said, I think a lot of it is how the relationship was formed mm. even before the marriage. Yeah. 
if you were really having issues with the relatives of your spouse now, yeah. prior to marriage, mm -hmm. and you don't work at the relationship to improve it, yeah. it will begin to bite you yeah. in the marriage. Yeah. So anytime they come within your space, you are discomforted. Yeah. But where you have been able to build a relationship, there are situations where the people come even to stay one year yeah. and they are leaving and you feel like, oh, stay a little longer. Oh, contempt. Yeah. They've been there one year. Yeah. And uh, like you said, a day alone cry is almost like a thousand years. <laughs> yeah. And you are so uncomfortable. So uh, I think for those who are unmarried now, this is the time to ensure that you have good conversations with persons around your significant other. Yeah. Don't isolate them. Yeah. And just build a relationship with only them because they belong to families. You don't need to involve everybody in the family. At least father, mother, brother, sister, it's enough. Start from there. When you visit, let the parents see that you have come. Some of us, we stand outside and whistle. <laughs> Today, WhatsApp, you send notification. The moment you see me, you know, your phone vibrating means I'm at the pub next door. <laughs> so you just move, sneak up. No, you yeah. see, it will begin. Yeah. The day you are introduced to the family, they go like, now we're over here. And they begin to then uh, antagonize your otherwise cozy experience. And then also those of us who are also in-laws, yeah. we should remember, an in-law is not a stranger. Yeah. It's a relative by means of marriage. That is the meaning of in-law. Yeah. Relative by means of marriage. Yeah. So they have come into your space, not as strangers. Of course, some of them are overbearing. And when a person is overbearing, what do you do? You are wise how you handle them. Yeah. You don't put too much arsenal in their hands yeah. for them to down, run after your tail. Yeah. Because it, it, will, it will be counterproductive. Yeah. And especially as you have children, and the children, now you live in Accra where pressure everywhere, yeah. pressure everywhere, you have to wake up 4 a.m., yeah. If you have the blessing of a, a, a parent alive, mm. you have no idea. Yeah, it's a great asset. You have no idea. Those who are looking for nannies now, people are recording. Why are they recording? Mm. You have your child, mm. you have to put. I've seen all yeah. kinds of recording devices. The story of the lady, the child. Yeah, the little again, child that didn't want to eat. The creation and it was yes. killed. I mean, if there was, a, if there was, if there was maybe a parent <laughs> who was free or shadow could allow us within space. Which one would you try? I know of course, some, some grannies are very callous yeah, too, but yeah. uh, I mean, Actually. they are like one out of a thousand. Yeah. You know, so there's a need for us to not destroy our relationship. Our forebears said it takes a village to raise a child. And it is very true. It's very true. You have a few more? Yeah, I okay, so yes. Those are the ex conversations. Yes, um, yes. Um, Benjamin and the black tax, the family, they are dependent on him fully and. He's hoping to get like married by his wife. a good one. I think we've yeah, already we started the conversation yes. in terms of if, since they're not married yet, yes. Yes. because they don't sound like they're married yeah, yet. Right, no. They're now they're looking at getting yeah. married. It but signals that he has picked. Yes. Yeah. That they have different perspectives yes. about. So, okay. so, the, so the issue, like we are saying, this is an issue, but so it's worth discussing. Then the second thing is that once you're, you are going to get married, you also must manage the expectations of family. Yeah. So that's, it's, it's these two ends of the coin. First, the, you can't shut it off completely because they expect you to support. And not just that they expect, but because it's not just the expectations. It's the, it's the, 
the necessity. There are two different things. Yeah. Some people are just wasteful. They are asking for flimsy things. Sometimes you need to do that now to be free later. Because if they are supposed to be funded for education, and you can help them fund the education. At least you get a job. The prospect of getting a job, a better job is much better. So everything has to be put in its perspective. And then also at the same time, you also has to he also has to manage the expectations. No, that not everything can come. I'm also have to prepare. I'm also going to be responsible for a family and all that. So he also has to manage the expectation. But like he's saying, it's good to let the significant other who is going to come into your life know these things. But if they don't know it, then right from the onset, it's going to create huge issues. Yeah, so they know it, but mm. how do you deal with it? Because see, there's their realities. Mm. Yeah. So in this particular story. Mm. You know that your family is very demanding. Mm. That's fair and fine. What is the extent of the demand? Mm. Yeah. How are important. you going to either put a pause on it, mm. um, redefine that expectation mm. for both parties? Mm. Because you can also just come and put all your burden on the marriage. Definitely. Because you're just starting out in a marriage. Yeah. So I think that sometimes we also need to be the the third parties mm. should also give room yeah. for the couples to grow yeah. to find their and own then level. to yeah. find their footing because yeah. i think that coming into a marriage tell space with some of these hanger-ons is a bit too difficult mm -hmm. because then the couple never really settle at all so what tends to happen is that for the person whose family is not as demanding mm. this way mm. for whatever it is they're looking for mm because it's too difficult for me to have this conversation with my spouse because his family or her family is too demanding everything is basically going into that family mm. and we're struggling mm. so let me just go out and find solace Fish, could, we, could you also sometimes create those demands on ourselves that's by, what i personally think i think that because if you're always coming across as one who has it all mm. plenty mm. enough to spoil, spoil them with the choices yeah. then the demands also, also come That's so let's not yeah. also create it yeah. by ourselves yeah and then also the other party who is the significant one in your life mm. may have also gone to say some things mm. <laughs> she said he or she may have said plenty mm. things mm. oh this is my man this is my lady mm. she's this, 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 this the home she's coming mm. from and then so they also now all want of a to, sudden there's a vocabulary of expectations <laughs> you know yeah. so that also yeah. is possible yes that is true mm -hmm. that is but possible. where these two are non-existent yeah. then it means that it may be a family Issue. challenge that they have yeah. mm. in that case you and your significant other should have a conversation first very important very very yes. important and then she or he mm -hmm. must protect you yeah you see because sometimes we also release a yeah. significant other yeah. to, to the, our to families the, yes. to have all those yeah and meritorious expectations yeah. and, and then the third one is to like we said manage their expectation because yeah. if you are doing a hundred percent because you are single and it was just about you now you are going to get in and that's like you said it's very important how you address the issue with them Address it such a way that it doesn't become as though it's because of your spouse mm -hmm. that you are not going to support them. Mm. Then straight away, we are creating enmity. Yeah. There's already that perception anyway. Yes. No, there is. There is yeah. But the moment, if you don't... You are reinforcing see, it. I had a conversation with somebody. I went for a funeral yesterday. I had a conversation with somebody. And the guy described how some people he knows, how they behave and interpret things. 
Mm. And I was amazed. Mm. And he gave me he gave me examples. Don't you see that this thing happened? This people behave differently like that. And I realized, ah, if you don't understand, like he spoke about the mindset, mm-hmm. why people so if they you are coming from a, a matrilineal family where they mm. think that it's your responsibility, you must go about it differently. You must know how they think and money. They tell them, oh, maybe Emma and the pressure buried by me. Until me so I can't do this. Until me so much mama say, now must be in count. So sometimes, if you know that they are like that, you don't do it after you are married. Yeah. Before you marry, you start cutting them down. So they know that, you see, because if not, they become antagonists. I know people who, because of this extreme matrilineal connection, the demands of the family, have chosen never to live in Ghana. Mm. Mm. Because well, if they are in Ghana, this people will come and come knocking on the door. and So they've lived out. If I'm outside, can you come to my door and come? <laughs> you get me? So their whole life, they've lived out. The man does what he can. And even that one, the demands keep coming, but they do what they can. So, it's, for some, it's a very strong hold. You know, for some families, it's very strong. Yeah. For others, it's mild. But the one to whom the thing belongs or is incumbent on needs to manage that expectation and needs to manage the dynamics without bringing in the other spouse so that the effect becomes less. Otherwise, it becomes antagonistic. The, some even want the spouse to die and all that kind of things. Now want to even send another uh, spouse, another lady who they think will be more amenable to them and all that into the man's life. And So these are all crazy stuff that the couples must discuss. And it's a tough one. But if they don't show themselves from that effect, it will affect the success of their marriage and its growth. Mm-hmm. So it's also very important in that the, the the person who's more inclined to that thing must also have a mind uh, a realignment and see the place of his spouse or her spouse in that union so that they don't suffer loss as a result of the extreme third party influence which in this case is the family now that that's what that asked mm-hmm. and then somebody was asking okay i think we've addressed that I, okay right, the there address it. A yeah, more messages so let me read a few more of those um of your ah, okay, somebody to ask. Uh, are you uh, uh, permitted to have a close interest with your ex? No, yeah, ex, that's ex. That's what ex is there. Ex are not in law, so ex are not in laws. Ex are not blood. <laughs> so if you keep only an ex, in the in the ex, <laughs> I think the only exception will be if you have a child together. Yeah, yeah. So that one. And that's is, a different yeah, conversation. Yeah, that yeah. one. That's that, a that one. That's a co-parenting situation. So that yeah. one too. That one to the laws or the the the. the, the Operations are different. But the situation where they've had a relationship before, they, are, they, they didn't marry them and you are married to them. That's an ex. It's an ex. That's what it is. A former. It must go. Keep it as If an you ex. keep it in <laughs> alive when it's supposed to be dead, you create trouble. Even if there's nothing going on, it just creates mistrust. Mm-hmm. Your new spouse, or your, not your new spouse, but your spouse is supposed to be your friend. You have to develop that aspect of friendship. So why do you still maintain friendship with somebody who is not your spouse and then deny your spouse friendship? Cut that one off. So I will not, I, will not, I don't think any of us here will sometimes, encourage that. Sometimes mm. other people, their exes, they may have some business interest. Mm. And so they come on the back of the business interest. Mm. Now, for as long as that can be kept as a professional yeah. link, mm. because maybe your supply chain, mm. they facilitate your your supply mm. you can't cut that off exactly immediately mm. until you have found an alternative mm. so your business but doesn't run then your then spouse, your spouse must in. be involved i was yes. coming to that yeah. you see it's about the disclosures yeah, the some of us our intentions are skewed yeah. and clandestine yeah. 
So when you're doing these diabolic things, you yourself, you know. And like I said, you can't keep it innocent. Yeah. Because uh-huh. yeah. the thing becomes personal, not professional. Yeah. And once you shift into that space, I mean, you are, you are, yeah, you are just living a life, <laughs> you know, and that's not helpful. Hello from life. I'm in a similar situation. I'm not quite sure which the similar is and would you would like to speak with someone from now. Um, all right. You can call the numbers I spoke about or I mentioned earlier after the program. The social media thing is really disturbing and we find it difficult to avoid because we want to read and watch current news. It's disturbing marriages and the woman feels it's the most feel it the most and may God guide us. Mm. Good morning. I like the fact that you say that Nathaniel mm. and you're a man. <laughs> Good morning, fam life. Um, please advise me in a situation I find myself. My husband's friends invited us over only to introduce me to my husband's ex. I have not been myself since then. And also my husband and I are not in good terms since that day. Please, what should I do from Julie Achimota? Good morning. Um, I'm assuming that. Okay, thank you. Good morning, fam life. Please, I think the aspect of exes should be treated one of these days. It's really destroying relationships and marriages. Ray from Pope so we'll note it down. We'll yes, factor. It. Yeah. All right, thank you. Good morning, fam life. I'm a 27-year-old woman. I'm the eldest child. I live in a family of four. My mom and my two other siblings. I lost my dad when I was little. Now I have become the dad of my family. Uh. I take care of my family, my mom, my two siblings, etc. Feeding da da da. My mom feels I need to work hard to be able to care for them. Wow. All the responsibilities are on me. This is really putting pressure on me. Hmm. It's like I'm living my life for them. Everything about financing for two, for both siblings, and mom is on me. We come from Kumasi and have settled in Accra because of work. Now the family have moved in here with me and rents also have become my responsibility. My mom made me build at this young age in Kumasi just because she needs to prove to her siblings she's also doing something at home. All of these on my finances. They don't care for me like I do for them. But when I resist from financing some things for them, my mom feels I do not care. My young sister won't even care for me, but always makes demands through my mom. In fact, I need help and advice. If, if you are there, you do. Good morning, fam life. My mom has a lot of younger siblings. My husband, rather, I'm sorry. My husband has a lot of younger siblings. He is the second of 10 children. I feel the younger siblings will be a burden, especially financially on us. His parents are all retired and the younger siblings look up to him. Please, I need your advice. Good morning, Farm Life. My wife says her friends are males. We have, been, we have had confrontations on the tone of her conversations with the male friends. She has currently discovered a new male friend with whom, the com- with whom they communicate all the time. The man is in Accra whilst we are in Upper East. The man was in town and I heard my wife 
communicating with her female friend on how she was going to meet her male friend. I have heard them calling each other my dear. I'm worried. What is the meaning of my dear in such a relationship? Good morning, fam life. My name is August Kwabla from Keta. I always think about the third party contribution before I implemented between me and my wife, okay? So, it is not good to listen to them, apart from your father-in-laws and mother-in-laws. We should not let them come into our problems. We need to be firm in every, situ every circumstances we come across in our marriage relationship. We should not invite or involve anybody into our marriage at all and apart from our parents. Finally, the third party can, or after launching at the two of us, come okay finally the third party can destroy the cordial marriage relationship and after and later or after launching at the two of us so my brothers and sisters out there do not let third party come into our marriage affairs thank you all for everything you have been doing for our mother ghana all right i think we uh, I mean, there. looking at the last um pronouncement or maybe an edict <laughs> do not <laughs> do not <laughs> i think we've established that not all third parties are negative yeah. in terms of their influence yeah. or their contributions to a relationship and therefore you must make a determination of the value you place on a particular third party mm -hmm. so you don't have this uh, blank check given to people yeah. and you also don't rule out people everybody yeah. because some are playing very significant roles i will take uh, my wife has only male friends. Well, you've got to also ask yourself, how did she grow up? Yeah. Were they all girls? Was she the girl among boys? So such individuals tend to have yeah. a natural connection to males. But of course, we've established that once you're married, your significant other must have a voice and you must have a role to play in what you do. And what it is that you think that their inputs are inv being invalidated, then crisis is about to set in. So our brother should find space in his heart. Have separate conversation with your wife on this matter, if you haven't done so already. And sometimes when it's beyond you, this is where you need help and get help from the appropriate quarters. Uh, ensure that the person who is going to provide you the help themselves don't have vested interest in either you or your wife. Because when it is that it so happens that they have a vested interest in one or the other, then their contributions are compromised from the one. So I'll give attention and then go to the social media one and leave the other three for Mickey. Mm -hmm. Now, Social media, yes, we've admitted our lives basically have become device-driven. There are gadgets. We are checking our bank notifications from there. We are checking our office emails from there. So we need to develop a presence of mind that I have been on screen for all this while. Do I want to continue like that? And sometimes the things we're actually consuming on the screen, they are not anything productive. And yet because of the attachment sentimentally to the thing, we are struggling to detach. 
So the problem is not the device. So. The mm -hmm. problem is the lack of self-regulation. Okay, and I mean, teach knows me. I practice this. I that is, I I set a time aside. I won't touch my phone, and I'll sleep well, 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 well. Some of us are having difficulty with sleep simply because we are distracted all the time. So, have a conversation around the whole issue of social media. Some of us are posting things our spouses don't like, and we go ahead and post it. You are chatting people up, your spouses don't approve. And, you know, you don't care. I think we would give this social media thing a whole comprehensive conversation. We need to do that. Because our platform here, Farm Life, aims to help all of us so we grow and become better versions of ourselves. But the moment you are on an Instagram posting images, doing some stuff, running a certain commentary, your spouse raises a protest, please respectfully comply. Sometimes we dismiss their consents. So what if they're also going to do something else that will hurt you in the rib? Would you be happy? You know, so don't do this me alone, me alone, me, I, myself type of thing. And I'm independent. You cannot be independent in a in relationship. A we are interdependent. Yeah. Let's learn to interdepend on each other. And it's very, very important. So, Miki, you can take the other All three. All right, just a sec. Before okay. you do, you may give us a call on 0302-230075, or 0302-226013, or 0302-226013, Zero three zero two 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 four nine five nine. Finally, zero three zero two 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 six one seven one. Please keep your submissions very sweet and to the point, so we can take as many as possible. All right, no worries. Michael has some a few to address. Yes. Um, so. so the guy says that the, the the wife has been having conversations with people on social media men in particular and since kind of, kind of communication he finds a little amorous and she calls them one of the guys one of the newfound ones has actually come to their their city in the upper east mm -hmm. and she's planning to meet him and calling him dear <laughs> uh, you know it's it's it's, it's <laughs> can you pause for a sec yes i can all right good morning here on air please Go hello Hello. Hello, good morning. Good, good morning. morning. I'm David from Tamakom Tilaba. Hello, David. Go ahead. Uh, I'm a tailor and I have a friend. Mm -hmm. His wife is having a problem with him. The, the wife is, is, a, is S. Now it's, it's S letting the wife cook for the guy. No, wait. But this is complex. Talk about the friend's wife cooking for the wife's ex. Okay. Yeah, what is it for is it? Uh -huh. Like a food of food. And always when you go to his wife's place, this guy is there. And ask him, the wife says, come to take his food. And Are they not living together? Are they not living together? They are living together. Okay. And the wife works different places. Work different places. Uh -huh. When you okay. ask him, you always go there and ask him to take the food because it's quite a picture. Okay. And the wife says, it's his wife, you know how don't know how to cook, so you have to cook for them like Monday, Monday to Wednesday, you have to cook for them 
So the guy says, not happy. How is he looking for his head? I say, it's not because he's taking money from them. So the guy is not, no, no, no. I don't want to hear it cook for his head. All right. All right. We'll give Thank you. Thank yeah. you, David. Good morning. Good morning. Please go ahead. What's your name, please? My name is Kweku. Kweku, please go ahead. Um, thank you for today's uh, topic. And it, to me, it's a blessing. And thank you. I want to encourage you to continue doing the good work you're doing. Thank you. As a family. We're uh, grateful. Yes. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Kweku. Good morning. Good morning. Please stand mm-hmm. down the volume on your set. Yeah. Okay. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, I would like to go to the program. Please go ahead. Yeah, I, I think when you are talking about big laws, I remember I got married about eight years and before we got married, that time I remember my mother was the one who was very good wife. And after we came I realized I had a medical condition. There's a lot of feedback. feedback. So is there a device on by you which is also giving some, an echo? Yeah. Yes, I am I'm, I'm, I'm driving. Oh, uh, then uh, then uh, you mute the set so that you can speak directly. Okay, okay. Yeah, because that is interfering in what you're saying. Okay. Please okay now. Yeah. Please go ahead. Okay, so my wife had a medical condition of leprosy, which they didn't tell me. I didn't have any idea about. Mm. So after we got, she started getting and I dropped it. So I confronted my wife. What she told me about it, and she was crying. She apologized to me, and it was a very thing to do. So, I spoke to my pastor about it, and I agreed. So, by God, after my mother-in-law, now, this man, because of my wife's medical, she has been taking care of the kind of issue. So, mm. this man everything I do in my house. My mother-in-law has it. Even if my wife has and I'm not happy. My mother will, will come in with my wife. We don't have time in the house. Even when I'm in the house, my mother will not Oh, sorry. I need to wear my blender. And it is making me feel uncomfortable. And if I go talk about it, it becomes a big issue. Mm. And I don't know what to do. Wow. All right, so we'll see what to do about it later, and then you can perhaps call the same number later for um, Michael Mentor's number to support you personally on this. Thank you. Good morning, Yonair, please. Good morning. Hello, are you there? Yeah, I'm there. All right, tell us your name and go ahead, please. Uh, okay, I'm there. Pardon? Ernest. Okay. Ernest, please go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my little problem that I'm having is, uh, I want to ask, first of all, do we have a stakeholders in marriage? You have stakeholders in marriage? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good question. All right. 
All right. What is that? Okay. And your second yeah, question? Because, uh, that's number one. Apart from uh, father-in-law and mother-in-law, I don't think there should be so much stakeholders in marriage. But my side is what the problem that I'm going to with the auntie. Always auntie, auntie. And the auntie will call her sister to come and wash, do a certain things without my knowledge. When I complain, then it's like I'm talking too much. Mm. Uh-huh. So and you're talking about your wife? Things, uh, Are you talking yes. about your wife? Yes. All right, okay. Uh-huh. Because uh, to the best of my knowledge, if something like that has to happen, the auntie is supposed to call the husband and inform. Uh-huh. But this one, uh-huh, okay. nothing like that. No. And we are not in <laughs> any uh-huh, good things I, I with you. Him. Yeah, I get the point now. Thank you very much for your question. Thank you. Good morning, Yonah, please. Good morning. Akofa. My name is Akofa. Hey, Akofa. (laughs) Yes. Akofa, please go ahead. Okay, thank you. Um, A friend who needs an advice, she doesn't want her voice to be heard. So I'm asking the question on her behalf. She had problem with um, a boyfriend who she calls a boyfriend but for me I look at it that the person is with her when he needs something from her her problem is that when he, she's with the guy the guy communicates with other people just she's he's always on phone but then when she leaves the venue and she's alone it's hardly for the guy to start with him and even communicate with her. And then it has been like that for some time. And any time that she complains, it looks like she's been difficult. And so she asked for my advice. I told her that I don't think this is a relationship because a relationship with communication. And if there is no communication, then there is no relationship. All so right. for me, I think that the guy is only with her when he needs something. When it's convenient her. for him. So he's an opportunist. She to advise herself promptly. I don't know your opinion on that, but I just want to put it to you to advise her on that. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you very much. Another caller. Good morning. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. What's your name, please? My name is Please go ahead. Uh, please, uh, I've been dating a lady for one and a half years now. Mm. So, uh, in the month of February, I went to see the mom. Mm-hmm. And I want to come and uh, collect the marriage meet and marry her. So the mom told me to go and see the dad. So we went to the dad. The dad accepted me. And he said I should prepare and come. So I was supposed to go in the month of May. But early May, a guy came, a third party came from Italy. I was told that she's an ex, he's an ex to my lady. So I told my lady that, uh, what is going on? She told me the guy came back, went to see the mom that he went to marry her. And she told her, could you kindly try and wrap this up for us? Okay. Uh-huh. What so is in a nutshell, mm-hmm. the mom now is 
giving pressure to my lady to get me married or that guy. Ah. But the lady is forgetting that. Due to that, the entire family is against her, treating her as if she's a kid. She's 29 years. And all right. her own way. Now they left everything. She planned leaving the house to the city, but she, she doesn't have the right to leave the house. She's been through a lot. She told me she wants to commit suicide and all this. And I said, okay, I will contact you guys so that if I can talk to you offline or so that I can talk to her. It's a lot going on. All right. All right. So I need help. I wish I could give this to the doctor. Uh, all <laughs> right. <laughs> so, thank you very much. Good morning. So, he should call. Victor, please call after and then uh, 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 number we give. Mm. Hello. Good morning. Please go ahead. Good morning. Good morning. morning. Go ahead, please. What's your name? Sammy. Samuel, please go ahead. Calling from Cape Coast. Ah. Yeah. Yes. You. And then you are not a fancy. What are you doing in case? Yes. Please go ahead. Yes. The influences. I think one of the things you haven't spoken about mm. is the role of pastors, men of God, women of God, prophets. I am pa. Third parties. Particularly in the charismatic movement. Right, yeah. So. They are causing so much havoc hmm. in marriages hmm. because of false doctrines, yeah, false right. dogmas, and terrible philosophies of life. And I think yeah. a whole program should be dedicated yeah. to that. Thank All you. right. Thank you. Hey, Sami. How <laughs> 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 <On> my assignment? <laughs> <laughs> That was the purpose of his call, to give us an assignment. Unfortunately, we need to wrap up, but I think that what we will do is that your questions are many and important. So we will do well to answer them again next week. So don't worry about it if we don't get to yours, because we're going to wrap up now. But um, so what, what? how do we wrap up? Yeah, I don't know. So the call, okay. So I think we should Okay, let me address. Wait, Let me, I think okay. I, I think up. we should sum up, yeah. okay. and then we will address because we don't have time at all. Okay. Anyway, and then we will address the questions next you week. Let me do my birthday wish to my dear wife okay. Evelyn. Um, tomorrow is her birthday. Awesome. She was born on American Independence Day. Awesome. <laughs> and uh, I want to wish her all my love. I have a very Powerful message. That one I can't deliver it here now. It'll be too premature. We hear you. <laughs> <laughs> but I I want to sincerely commit my loyalty and love to her. Ow. And um she is a wonderful person mm. and she's been a blessing to me and the girls. And so on behalf of myself and Jesus and Free, we say God bless you and expand your scope of influence and your territory. God bless you, Evelyn. Congratulations Happy birthday. on your birthday. Amen, amen. Mama Evelyn, big ups, big ups. Your, your sweetheart, Charlie, has said it to a daughter. I don't like where you're going, Rapa. What's your final word? <laughs> why, why don't you want this to This one is to Tutuja. <laughs> we'll call him Prophet. <laughs> <laughs> The way he just woke up. Uh, we'll have a topic. <laughs> the role of prophet to do that. <laughs> I have to put him to sleep back. Yes, okay, all right, okay, all right. So, 
what we see is that uh, third parties have positive and negative influences. The ones that are closer, that have to do with blood and family, have are connections that you can't mm-hmm. do away with and need to be managed much better for the mutuality of the relationship. Third parties like exes and stuff are not helpful and become distractions and sometimes negative influences. As Sami said, Sami from Cape Coast, sometimes people use dogma, use spirituality and stuff to also distort relationships and marriages under the guise of God said or who said. And that needs to be watched. Everybody needs to know God for themselves to be able to hear what God wants to say. Absolutely. And then finally, I'll say that um, we should have a commitment to each other as spouses and then not have a selfish posture where you want to derive pleasure. So you are on chatting uh, websites and what have you, and platforms of people to the detriment of the health of your relationship. And when your spouse complains, you say they are nagging or they are being difficult. And also let's be people of value. If you have a weakness with flirtation or stuff like that, please seek help and deal with it. Because what you feed will grow and to come and hunt you. At this moment, you think you are depriving, you are deriving pleasure, but you are hurting your union. Mm. That's not helpful. Sorry, Tish. Um, our, our, I mean, Paul has been a blessing to Farm Life. So, on behalf of Farm Life, we also uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, commiserate, Linda. yeah, to Linda and her family, and to our brother Paul, who is the husband to Linda. Mm. We are with you, and uh, as you lay your in-law to rest. Linda, be strengthened, and the Lord encourage you. Shazen. It is well. All right. On that note, we're going to say goodbye, but don't worry. We have so many uh, questions, and we will make sure that we will respond to all of them next week. So make a date with us same time next week. I've been in the studio with Ms. Laimos Kevinanan, Healthy Homes Advocate, Convener of Creative Couples, Conclave Singles in 3D, and Mobilizing Men. Mr. Michael Mensah, Flourishing Families Facilitator and Convergence Connectedness Campaigner. Dr. Hobson could not be with us today, but we wish him well as he's with us in spirit. And of course, you and you and you who sent in all your messages, give, called us, etc., etc. If we did not respond to your message, again, we'll take care of it next week. Thank you, Okla Danso, for the technical assistance. Thank you, Nashika Siza and Philip Nilate for producing us. We're making way for the big issue with Godfred Akutobwafo and his team. Keep listening, watching, patronizing everything city. Make a date with us same time next week. Have a great weekend. My name is Letitia Ohinefa, the co-founder of Leader Freak International and creator of MyLeadershipFarm.com. Have a great weekend. It's been time apart. It's because you think they won't understand the pain you're going through. So you don't reach out your hand for them till they'll pull and reach for you. Just remember.